0: If you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from
1: regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas with Alana and... (laughs) Jade. Today we are talking about five tips to optimise your website. Now, your website is a living part of your marketing, and it needs love. All the time. should definitely be paying your attention. It's a very important tool. Okay. Well, all the time is a little bit dramatic, <laughs> but it's definitely you that you should be checking in on regularly. So, what should you be checking in on?
0: Glad you asked. <laughs> Good segue for yourself there. <laughs> Actually, before we start on the first one... Let me just say that this is obviously not a comprehensive list of every single thing that you can do. This is just really a starting list of some basics that you can have a look at. And these are things that predominantly you can actually do yourself as well. You don't need a developer or whatever. These are things that you can have a look at and and potentially fix too. So just a disclaimer
1: there. And if your website is a particularly needy one when it comes to coding and setup, and you do need a developer. These are things that you can raise with your developer. Good point. As to what you want, so yes. you are not limited there. So number one for optimizing your website, content is king, or in our case, queen. Um, <laughs> yes, queen. Yes, queen. Does your content quickly and easily tell me what you do and why you are the best option for that when I am looking at your website? particularly your homepage. That's where everyone lands. I want to know what you're doing. So can I find what I want to know about you? And as your customer, I'm wanting to know what services or products you have. Do you have proof on your website as to why you are the best choice? Whether that be case studies, testimonials, uh, any awards you've won for your... Portfolio
0: of projects.
1: Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's all creating credibility and reputation. Another one is what key things people might want from your website. So if they are visiting, they may want to know how to buy from you, Um, come in the store or they can come online or it's a repeat order system. Um, What are your opening hours? Where are you located? Seems like really basic stuff. But when we are in our own business, we quite easily just drop off with those easy ones
0: yeah it's just one of those things like if someone was going to land on your website can they tell what you actually do and do you give compelling reasons as to why you're a better choice than anybody else for that yeah and then lastly like Lani said how do I actually buy from you Like things like having a prominent, um, call to action button. Like if you prefer people to send an online order, if you prefer phone calls, if you prefer people to come in, you know, whatever is your preferred way of doing business, make that the most obvious, um, and interesting way for someone to do business with you. Like make it prominent, make it a major part of what your website tells people.
1: Lead them, lead them to where you want them to go. Mm.
0: And, like, honestly, and things like opening hours, like, I know I've told you the story before, Alana, but seriously, it freaking annoyed me so much. (laughs) One night, it was, like, quarter to ten, and I was really craving some Baskin and Robbins. And so I went onto their website, I went to their Facebook, I could not find the Greenfields in Mackay, Baskin and Robbins opening hours, and I'm like... There's a chance they're going to be open because I think some they do stay open late, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm not trudging, getting out of my PJs or pretending I'm not wearing PJs and just putting like, you know, some proper pants on, <laughs> going to Baskin and Robbins and then them being closed. So I just didn't go. They just lost my whole waffle cone for like, I don't know, 10 bucks or whatever it is that they sell them for these days. Shaming and shaming right up uh, It was so annoying. <laughs> I had the biggest ice cream craving and they just, they crushed my dreams okay slightly melodramatic (laughs) so yes
1: put that details on your website
0: (laughs) well it is that's how people do business with them is by going in store or ordering online this was before ordering online was such a big thing and before like
1: uber eats and stuff like
0: that yeah exactly and it was just like if you want me to go into your store maybe tell me when each of your stores is open simple
1: moving on to point number two macaulay
0: (laughs) right layout um, so you really need to consider your user so while some people they get excited because they're like oh you know we, we don't want to have a contact we want to have a let chat we don't want to have an about us we want to have a i don't know some other crazy term for about us or whatever people think that they um you know they want their website to be different to other people's mm-hmm. just newsflash when someone is looking at think of your own behavior when you're on when you're there and you're scrolling through you know three or four different providers for the same particular service or product when you go to their website do you want to have to click around and figure out what the hell where their contact page is or do you just want to go onto a website and if you want to contact someone top right hand button is a contact us page even if you have your phone number and email in the header and the footer or whatever we are just trained we are used to having a contact button in the top right hand corner of our nav so just do it
1: preach sister i had a bad experience with this the other week there's a um i'm i'm a member in a holiday club i was trying to make changes to a booking i have i was all over the membership portal i was all over the main website i was looking everywhere for a customer care number to call them to make a change and i was furious mm-hmm. i was furious i could not find it i ended up pulling out a brochure from them that i had stored in my drawer to find it my husband obviously took over and he quickly found the number <laughs> and made the call because i was in no state too but like i am a member as well like it's not even just their outside page so yeah it's frustrating and you don't want that to be the experience your clients come to you with if they persevere past that point mm so yeah keeping things you know having our nav menus be really clear
0: having you know um, pages like about us services portfolio i mean you can play with things a little bit but just being really mindful of the fact that your website is not for you you don't need to go in there and get all excited about yourself you know and feel like you're all special little snowflakes your website is for the user
1: Yes, and there is a certain structure and format to a, a sitemap for a website essentially for where people expect to find things. And that's why when your website developer or your design team is structuring a site and making recommendations around those things, they're because they're thinking of it from your consumer's perspective. Yeah, 100%.
0: Um, and also just making sure with your layout that things are brand aligned as well. So there could be little things like, Um, For example, if you have like a blocky style logo and font, then you might want to do a right hand bar with little pull out squares for some quick links, that type of thing. So it's not just so much of just like having an image and a blurb and a couple of buttons or whatever is actually looking at that layout and going, how can we still, how can we make it look and sound and feel like our business? Because it's like anything with our branding, you know, that's how people get to know us. And it's not just before they do business with us. It's even once we're doing business together. That's how I communicate to you who I am as a business and, you know, what you can expect from me, whether I'm casual, whether I'm quirky, whether I'm fun, whether I'm professional, you know, whether I'm welcoming, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what your website needs to say as well, Um, not just from the words that you put in there and the visuals that you use, but also the layout overall. Yes, absolutely. Um, And on that Quick Links thing too, can I just point out that, you know, if you've got certain services in your business that are of high value to you, um, so for example, there could be particular services that just make a high profit margin for you. Yeah. Or there could be certain things that your team just loves doing or that you guys are well known for and you're exceptionally good at.
1: Or you're promoting that
0: at that time. Right? You can pull those out. You can like, if you think of your home page as a landing page where people first meet you and get to know you. You might have a services page that lists the three gazillion things that you can offer, but you might have, um, you know, a tiled listing down the bottom of your homepage of three really high-value services and products that you do. Yeah. Or you could have a sliding banner that is for those three services or products or whatever. Like, it doesn't, you know, just because you've got your services page there – Really use that homepage to promote what's most important to you. Like we have a client who they, they're a little bit different. They don't actually need clients. They're set up so that, um, they have one major client that they take care of yeah. and that's why their business exists. Um, so theirs is really more about PR. So the things that we um, promote for them are things like the um, sponsorships that they have available and how, you know, how you could work for them if you wanted to. So their three high value things aren't actually services or products, but other aspects of your business. And that might be the same for you. It could be, um, you know, that you do a particular service, but if like, for example, if recruiting is a big thing for you, don't just have a careers page. You know, you can do a breakout quote, like a breakout section or a right-hand pop-up or whatever it might be. You can promote on that homepage what is most important for your business to communicate to your website visitors. And if I really went on a rant there, didn't I? You did. Sorry. But,
1: like, if that's what people are coming to your page for because you're known for it or they're looking for it, mm. that – chances are they're going to land on your homepage. So that's where you need to start that journey for them and start putting that information. So you're leading them through the rabbit hole. You're bringing them through the story. If they only go to your homepage and then get distracted or something happens and they leave and haven't got to your services page or your careers page, you've lost them. So you might as well use your homepage to the best you can. Absolutely. So point number three, building a database. Here we're talking blogs and e-newsletters. So you want them to be easy to find and sign up if you have them and you're utilizing them. So people are coming because they want to find more, out, find out more about what you are doing, how they can start doing some of that for themselves or incorporating your service, or find out what you're actually um, selling them so they can start buying from you. So... You want to make it easy for them to sign up. Jade, I know you have a bugbear story on this and you're itching to tell. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I got a nail
0: UV, no, not UV, LED light thingy with some of the particular polishes and stuff from this company. And part of the... Gel
1: nail set?
0: Yes, there we go. (laughs) Wow, you remember my life better than I do. Um, I got a gel nail set. And so when I was purchasing from them for the first time, there was a, the option to opt in to their marketing material, but I didn't know whether I would like it or not. So I didn't opt in because I didn't want the emails. Yeah. But then I really liked it. And then I really wanted the specials. And I wanted to know when they had free shipping and all the rest of it. it I couldn't find anywhere on the website to actually sign up to the newsletter
1: but it's worse your cousin was getting all the discounts and it telling was you so about crappy them. she's like oh did you see that three for one sale no i did not see that three for one sale did you see these new season colors that just came out oh my god
0: and it was crazy because she actually sported me one of their email their sales emails with the promo and even from that there was nowhere for me to subscribe because they didn't just use like a Mailchimp or whatever they had some other email client maybe it's custom, i don't know But it didn't actually have a place where I could subscribe to it from there either. So I actually ended up sending them a contact form on their website saying, Hi, I was a previous customer. I'd really like to buy more from you. Could I possibly be signed up to the newsletter list? Which then happened and I bought way too much and I really need to sign out because it's bad.
1: Okay, so don't expect your clients to get in touch with you and ask for your permission and ability. Yeah, it's that's for sales. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not, Jade's case is not going to happen. We all is, it, know that she's just a little bit eccentric. Is that a nice way of saying it? Um, yeah,
0: that's, that's <laughs> nice. I'll take that. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, make these things easy, people. Even, and we highly recommend putting in a freebie or a lead gen, give them something for nothing. They are signing up to your information and will potentially help spread your word, buy your services, share your products. Yeah, that's
0: it. So yeah, one side of it is making sure that signing up to your database is super easy to find. Um, But then the other side of it is like, you know, the nail place had a very compelling reason. They had sales that were only available. You could only, they weren't on their socials. You could not find out about them unless you were on their newsletter mailing list. Not all of us have that, you no. know, like we don't do specials and discounts and shit like that. So, um, oh no, we do feel like startup and rebrand. Anyway, you know, for someone to want to sign up to our database, you might actually want to offer them something for free for them in return for getting their details. And again, it's kind of, you know, if you offer something, you know, a, a freebie that's really high value, really useful. Again, it's, you're automatically starting off that no like trust factor. You know, if, if you, if you have something available for download and I just have to put my name and my email in, but then I get like a really great checklist on how to do X, Y, Z, or here's the steps by step process for how to make this happen or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, then, You know, you're sort of helping me before we're even really getting to know each other. You've just offered me a ton of value. Yeah. And all I did was give you my name and email. Even
1: if it's like five or 10% off as a new customer, like that stuff goes really well. And I find myself, I ended up. Signed up to a lot of your newsletters that I'm constantly unsubscribing um, because it's like, I'm like, oh, I like that. I wonder if they'll send me a discount. <laughs> Would you like 10% off your shopping? I don't know yet. I haven't got anything in cart, but we'll hold on to that. Or <laughs> well, that one where
0: they have now where it's like, so if you've ever been on like a shopping site and they have, actually I think Big On Shoes might the have spin it. spin the
1: wheel. Yeah, yeah. to spin
0: the wheel and see what you get sort of thing. And you've, you know, you've got to put in your email. And that's how that is, you know, it might not be obvious to everybody, but that's actually a database builder. Yeah. That's how they're getting email sign-ons. They're offering you something in exchange for your details.
1: Okay. So point number four, Macaulay.
0: Yes. SEO basics. I've just got five really quick things here that are really just a very brief snapshot of some SEO basics you can do to improve your SEO, which is search engine optimization. Um, We did do a previous podcast on Um, tips for
1: improving yeah 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 yeah.
0: um if you're interested in that but just to i suppose put a few things in mind that you might not be aware of one is that you need to be mobile responsive
1: what does that mean i was just about to say (laughs) so that
0: means that your um, website needs to adapt based on what device I'm looking at it. So AKA if,
1: resize down from full yeah. desktop screen to mobile.
0: Yep. Yeah. So basically it, what, when they say mobile responsive, it means it responds to whatever device it's on and it shows you that version. So if I'm on a desktop with my big, I don't know, whatever size screen I've got, big size thing, screen, then, um, you know, it needs to be optimized for how I'm viewing it on my desktop. But then if I was talking on my mobile, You know, we wouldn't have that big full screen on your mobile because quite often and you'll know if someone's um, website isn't mobile responsive because you've got to pinch and zoom. Honestly, even some of the government ones are still pinch and zoom. And I'm like, dude, that's just sad. Yeah. Um, So mobile responsive, a really easy way to tell that is when you're I mean, first of all, you can actually go look at your iPad or look at your phone. And does your website look good? Cool, it's probably mobile responsive. But an easy way to tell just from your desktop is that if you've got your browser window open with your website on there, if you start shrinking the size of your browser down so that it goes like the screen gets smaller and smaller, you can see your website shifting and changing as that window gets smaller and smaller. And that's how you can see if it's responsive or not. Um, And on that as well, this happened, I think it might actually be a couple of years ago now, to be honest. But Google marks you down for, the reason why this is an SEO tip is because Google marks you down if your site is not responsive. And I'm pretty sure, it's been so long ago, I just can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it's like they don't even show in search results for websites that aren't mobile responsive unless yeah. it's like the only thing. Like it really, it's, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's a huge thing.
1: So how does one set up mobile responsivity? on their website is that
0: so m- mobile responsiveness is through your actual platform yeah so um it depends if you've got a hard-coded site then it would be something that you would have manually done um you know that we use squarespace a lot that one it's just a part of it mm-hmm. um we do some tidying up because what squarespace automatically does we don't always like the look of so we will actually update the design for the mobile one As well as the
1: desktop one yeah
0: so yeah a lot of them have it inbuilt
1: so it's important to research what platform you do have your website on and how they handle mobile
0: responsiveness yes absolutely next thing for quick seo basic is having a security certificate so again if you don't have it's known as an ssl certificate if you don't have a security certificate on your website then google deems your site as a potential security threat And so depending, like, for example, we have, um, our IT guys have us on WebRoot as our antivirus. Yeah. And WebRoot actually puts um, little green ticks and, like, red crosses and stuff besides website listings on Google to let us know the security risk of it. But if you don't have an SSL certificate, some browsers, um, you might have come across, like, if you try and click on a website and it comes up on a warning that's you know that could potentially be from that as well is
1: this something they can do from themselves
0: yeah so you know if you've got again like i use squarespace as an example because it's the one we most commonly use at the moment at squarespace their security certificate is just paid for and inbuilt with your yearly hosting it's just a part of it
1: god i love squarespace
0: (laughs) whereas if you have something like wordpress you need to purchase and and um like Set install your kind of your security certificate and it's a separate cost and you need to do that once a year i think it's once a year that it, you need to renew it and stuff so it again it just depends on the platform but that's definitely something that you need and you can tell if you've got it if you type in https dot, dot, dot forward, slash forward slash forward slash your website name um so when you're on a site if it has the s in the h so sometimes it's just http Sometimes it's HTTPS, yep. the S means it has a security certificate. And some browsers also have a little icon beside the URL of a little green lock. Yes. So it lets you know that it's secured. But again, that's that's variable compending on, on browsers. So a big thing that affects our SEO is how quickly pages load. And again, this is on mobile. So you've got to think that um, when you're on a mobile, you're, you don't have, the obviously, the same size processor and memory as you would on a desktop computer. Yeah. It's a very, very small device. And so um, if you have, uh, you know, video, images, documents, all that sort of stuff on your website that aren't optimized, then your page load speed will be slow. And when things load slowly on our mobiles, we quite often don't hang don't around. Don't
1: want to deal with it. Go
0: yeah, away. exactly. So, and, and Google knows this. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, page load speed is really important. And that's, this goes for desktop as well, but the majority of internet usage these days is on mobile. Yeah. So that's why it has such an impact on your SEO. Also make use of your high value SEO spots. So like on a page, your page heading and any subheadings and like the first line of a paragraph, they're your prime SEO spots. Um, I'm pretty sure that's in order. So it's like heading one, heading two and line one. Um, of your of whatever blurb or whatever that you're writing they're SEO spots to pay attention to Um, so sometimes we've seen websites come across from people when we're redoing them and they don't even have page headings like you know so we'll go to the about us page and there's no actual about us or whatever on the page and that comes down
1: to formatting not the copywriting it's like how it's been set up
0: yeah, well, it, it's, I mean, the copy, you know, if there was a copywriter, they should have written that and then the developer would have brought it across. Sort of yeah. thing. Like it's who, you know, it's much of muchness, but it's, yeah, those you don't want to, um, you just want to make sure that you make use of those high value SEO spots rather than just ignoring them completely.
1: And that's why we were talking about structure before as well. Yeah. it
0: comes down to your indexing for Google and that's all the yeah. SEO crap as well.
1: And so high value SEO spots, we're talking about putting things like your business name in the first sentence. Yeah um, so some key services that
0: mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So SEO is related to the keywords that you want to be found for. Yep. Um, So first and foremost, we do want to be found for our business names because there will be people who are searching for us directly and we don't want to not show up for them. It's pretty sad when someone else is showing up on top for your business name. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Which I think we actually don't. I think Rebel Nation, there's like some anarchy shop in like um, America or the UK or something who's been around forever that comes up first.
1: I do have (laughs) a website website. email sent through like on our website contact form someone sent us an email this week uh telling us they'd ordered a confederate ring in the wrong size and they needed to change the order that's the anarchy store and i was kind of like dude, you can went to our website. Does this not look like what you were shopping for? Oh, maybe we do outrank
0: them now if we're on top above them. I don't know. Maybe
1: they searched contact in Rebel Nation and that's where they landed. Who knows?
0: But, yes, you definitely want to show up for your business name. So that's, you know, even though it's your name, it is a keyword. Um, And then, yes, your services or your products, you know, those kind of search terms, they're the things that you want to be putting in those high-value spots. Fabulous.
1: And metadata. Is that English? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> so metadata is like the page title and description, like that sort of thing. So oh, it's
1: yeah. I know what you're talking about. So
0: you know when you do a search yes. and it comes up, um, so it'll say like Rebel Nation and then it'll have a little blurb about us. Yeah. And then it might have indexed our pages so there'll be about us and then another line about that and then services and a line about that. Yes. That is pulling on our metadata. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's on the back end of the website. Yeah. And again it's it's Specific to the platform that you're using, um, so Squarespace has all of the SEO components built into it. Cool. Um, I think Wix and those kind of ones do as well. I'm not sure about GoDaddy. Um, whereas WordPress, um, if you just use the Yoast Y O A S T plugin, get spring for the paid one. It's not very expensive. I think it's like eighty dollars a year or something. It does the SEO component for if you build a WordPress website.
1: Okay, so there's some really good tips on what to actually look for if you are changing platforms or building on a new platform. So that's really Yeah,
0: some things. I mean, honestly, this stuff should be, like, you think it would be standard, but I guess it's like anything. You don't want to assume things. You just want to double check because your website for most people, you know, that's a, can be quite a big investment. It's as important
1: as your shop front, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, who doesn't look online for stuff? Yeah. You know, exactly. so, and whether that's particularly about your, about your services and products, like it, you just, people's online behaviors, it's, it's part of how we live now. So you just want to accommodate for that. Absolutely.
1: Right. Last but not least, tip number five is an annual check, minimum of annual check. Like I said at the start, your website is a living part of your marketing and it needs love. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen in your business in one year. <laughs> and if you haven't been That's updating the- your website, A, will think you've not done a great deal. B we might even think you're not even there if no one's updating it you're not worrying about your stuff you're not worrying about what you're putting out there and this is when where the consumer perspective needs to come into it so what you want to do on your annual check is look for any broken links. So go through your website from homepage through to contact, take that journey, make sure all the links are still going to pages. If you've referenced third party sites or someone else and you've directed them away from mm, yourself. That's
0: such a good point too. Yeah,
1: you need to check that they're still working. Um, make sure your information is correct. So if you've moved address or you've added a new PO box or you have another branch or store, make sure that information is there. If you talk about your staff in the about section or have team profiles on everybody, make sure that that is up to date if anyone has left or moved or changed position. You've
0: got new people. Yeah. Um, that's a good point, too. I actually was reading a website the other day where the um, contact. It was like about one of the specific services and they were like, for more information, contact, blah, blah on this email address. So I went to and, she's and I got a return email back saying, blah, blah, no longer works here. Aww. And there was no like even contact this person instead or whatever. So I went back end. to their website, contacted them and said, PS, you may want to update this because it doesn't look real good. Yeah. That you're directing yourself to someone who no longer works with you.
1: And again, with Jane special little way of doing things not everyone will do that don't expect your clients to do that it I like to f- help people I think they should know these things I know it's good it's what you do I'm just saying that is not what everyone will do yeah you can't
0: expect that someone's <laughs> going to turn around go back to your website and trying and, first of all contact you again and secondly let you know what mistakes you had H- in there. how to
1: improve your user experience <laughs> with your clients don't expect that um and also your services available if they've changed if you have pricing if you have availability on details if products have been updated like it's a good time mm. to check that that is all current
0: and that stuff might sound simple but honestly like the amount of um like refreshes or redos of websites that we do and we'll like go to like you know rewrite someone's website or whatever and, no, and we'll they'll just be just like
1: i'll like, oh, just use the current copy it's all the same thing you're like this says 2006
0: or they'll mm. go through and they're like oh no we don't do that anymore or we don't do that anymore or we don't have that anymore and it's like okay, well, you, you know that you're just promoting it to the world that you are. <laughs> like maybe, maybe you should check it every now and then. And even like the broken links thing, like we were doing a website quote recently um, for someone to redo their website and um, the loyalty card. So the actual part where they want people to sign up oh, no. to be a lo- for their loyalty card. Oh, sorry. It was like a blank page. It was like a. There was no information available on that this.
1: Seems so genuine. It was just like I'm like that one thing, like that one thing. Be friends with us and come <laughs> we to care this about
0: you. PS blank, blank, blank page. page. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, it sounds kind of pretty basic, but. Uh, you'd just be surprised. Just go through and, and click on your links and stuff. Treat your website. It's like it's the first time you've ever been there when yes. you do that review.
1: Get someone in your team that's new or doesn't work on your web development or that content that goes out. So it's like a different perspective. Or even if
0: you've got like a business friend or something, yeah. you know what I mean? That you can send in and say, hey, I'd really appreciate if you could just have a look at this with some fresh eyes is there anything that doesn't make sense is there anything that's not working or whatever because you know and going back to that first point about making sure that it's really easy for me to tell what you do why i should choose you and how i can work with you is that you know sometimes when we're in you know we've been in our industries for 20 years or whatever it is We know what we do so well and and we can sort of forget that other people don't necessarily know that. So like, you know, I remember going to a financial advisor's website once and it was so full of jargon. I was immediately like, this is complete gobbledygook to me. There's no way I'm reading it, let alone contacting you.
1: That's it. They don't resonate with you because they're not speaking.
0: They weren't relatable. I couldn't even understand it sort of thing. So getting that outsider's perspective is really useful for that.
1: If that's the audience you're targeting, though, if they are that higher oh, level point. and that deeper, yeah. you know, they, they do talk jargon. Your audience does talk that way. Then that is totally fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking to everyday people or you, just at least think about your target market, think well, about your that's consumers. It. This
0: one, like they were a financial advisor who they were trying, like their target was small business owners. I am a small business owner, but that does not mean I'm a financial geek. In the
1: slightest. A small business. That's why owner. Does the money stuff. Yeah, but like a small business owner wears so many hats, as it is, make it easy for them.
0: Ah, uh, are you trying to say it's okay that I'm shit at money?
1: Anyway, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us for Marketing and Margaritas.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and
1: Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks, and laughs at RebelNation.com.au.